I got it. What's up, Gathering family? Uh, I am here again. We're back with Kyle, Jordan, and myself, Nick. And uh, this is the Walking Together podcast. Uh, I'm glad you're listening. Uh, Guess what? We finally got a question. Our first response ever, and we're excited. Um, So we're going to spend a little time talking about it and uh, hang in there. Because it's a pretty good one. Just pretty good? It's very good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Kyle, you want to um, read us our first response? I can, yes. And All right. We'll dig in. So, this is from Audra Riggins 90. I'm just kidding. It's an email, but we know it's, we know it's Audra. Thank you, Audra, first and foremost. Thank you for uh, sending in a question. Uh, it makes us feel special. You should get a prize for being the first ever What did she get? It. I don't know, but it'll come. A brand new car. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Your husband Uh, already won a car. He did? He won a car from Jones Onzo. No. Yeah, you know how Joe Mack does like a drawing every year? Yeah. He won one of uh, their... um, They give away a work truck every year. He won a work truck, dude. No way. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cat's out the bag now. Well... (laughs) Everybody's signing up for right? meetings. For Joe Mac. For Joe Mac meetings. All right, sorry, go Man, ahead. Man, Andre and Clay. Two two one cars. Brand new. Yeah. All right, go All ahead. Right. So anyway, her message was great podcast on the gospel. Uh John touched on the kingdom a bit. Would you consider the second coming of Jesus as part of the gospel? Is Jesus' second coming part of the good news? For me, the knowledge of Jesus' return and the kingdom age brought me close to God. I am saved by the shed blood of Christ. If I had 30 minutes to tell someone the gospel, I would include what we are saved to. I do not think a non-believer will understand biblical phrases like died for our sins. A non-believer will want to know what they are being saved from, what they are being saved to, and thirdly, why. Maybe a future podcast topic would be the second coming of Jesus. And guess what we're going to talk to about today? The second coming of Jesus? Yeah. The, the, That's uh, a good guess. This, this might be a two-part podcast because there were there's a lot to unpack in that comment. And so let's start at the top. Yeah, this, is, this might even have to be like a trifecta. You could say like a three-person bike. <laughs> yeah, tricyclatilla. Trisectal. Anyway, I believe that's a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Trisectosaurus. All right. So the first part of the laugh button, Kyle. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wrong one. one. (laughs) We have sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So her first question was: Would you consider the second coming of Jesus as part of the gospel? Yes. Jordan? Um, yeah. All right, next question. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why? Uh, because, you know, Jesus talks about it while, while he was here on earth, um, and he says he's coming back before he leaves. Um, Jordan, what you said John 14 was, was kind of... Uh, yeah. Some, so John John fourteen talks about the kingdom of it. This these are in red letters, so it's Jesus <clears throat> speaking. Um, 
John 14, verse 1, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If there was not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you do know the way where I am going. This is the New Living Translation. This is... I'm going to switch over to CSB. Or we could do, we could we could do King James. <laughs> do it. Um, no, I won't understand any of it. <clears throat> Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. I'm starting over in verse one. Uh, and believe in me also. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you uh, to myself, so that where I am, you may be also. You know the way where I am going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Um, let's see. I think we can kind of stop there. Yeah, so Jesus and you want to know the way you want to know how to you want to know the way to get to where the place he has prepared for you and jesus answers it by saying just know me just follow right. me and i'll show you the way because right. i am the way so i know that i don't i don't think who's who was asking thomas thomas yeah so doubt and thomas right and that can that's a whole nother mm-hmm. um subject about Thomas that we might get into. Um, but Jesus is, I think the, Jesus' response was not probably what Thomas was looking for. You know, he was probably looking for like, show me the the path or the formula. Like a roadmap. Yeah. And Jesus is like, you know, thankfully Jesus handles us in a way that gets us, puts us in a humble position and he knows what's best for us. And so instead of giving us what we want all the time, gives us, he gives us what we need because he knows that if he were just to give a point blank answer, then you would stop following him and be hung up more on that answer. Right. So Jesus just says, stay close to me. Um, which get, which is part of the good news, which is part of, you know, that thankfully this life is temporary and we have something to look forward to. And, you know, that is what gives us hope. And that is why we have faith that Jesus is going to do what he said he was going to do. Um, part of the, the unfortunate part of that is uh, ever since Jesus left, like right as soon as he left, people started talking about, you know, he was coming back and people have been saying he's, he is coming back, but they've been trying to, you know, predict when and mm-hmm. and how. And the, Jesus, the way Jesus answered Thomas, Jesus was like, don't worry about or get hung up on that. Just follow me. Right. Yeah. Can't be counting blood moons, guys. Yeah, yeah like- I remember as a boy, I don't know how, let's say 10 or 12, you know, here in Revelation for the first time and, and like you'd be riding in the car down I-40, for example, you know, and what seemed like, you remember when you were little and like, 
riding to the beach when I lived in Clinton seemed like, you know, took forever, a journey to cross country. And, you know, you'd be looking out the window and I, you, I, you know, you would see the moon and it would be red and you, I would, I remember thinking like, Oh my God, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the end. Dude, one of my, um, one of the, my older buddies, <clears throat> it's uh, actually, um, Larry, Larry's, uh, brother-in-law. <clears throat> He's, uh, you know, he's been, he's been a Christian since he was a kid, but, um, he, he said he remembered a time that he had a friend that he was just driving in his car and like a transformer or something blew up like a big one. It was a big, and there was this huge flash of light in the sky. And, uh, and he thought, he thought the rapture happened. And so he, he hauled, he hauled butt over to where, uh, this guy Roger was working. He worked at a gas station, and uh, and he ran over to go and find him, and he found him. He's like, "Oh man, thank God I found you." He's like, "What's wrong?" He said, "Man, I thought the rapture happened." And I said, "If you're still here, then it didn't happen." <laughs> <laughs> he went. It's kind of cool. Like he went. You know, oh, I would man. be honored if somebody I, tried to come and find me. You know, because like if man, if anybody was going to be taken up in the rapture, it'd be you. But yeah, <laughs> that's a cool story. <laughs> Like it was, he le- homeboy legit thought that the rapture happened and he was left, <laughs> he was left behind. That'd be a scary thought, oh, man. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. But uh, uh, I, anyway, so I don't think I answered the question, but yes, I believe it is as well. Um, I so before we started the episode, we were talking about the last episode on the gospel, and um, you know, I think. Uh, after listening back through it, I, I think that we made it a little bit too big and complex because it's simple. I mean, but it is very complex too. So as we've been sitting here talking, I've been thinking like, what would be the easiest way to understand the gospel? I mean, it is good news, right? And the best way I could think about it is, you know, each one of us has a burden and Jesus says, I want you, but I and I'm willing to carry your burden for you. And I think that in a nutshell would be the gospel, but that that means you, I mean, you're walking right alongside of him. You know, you don't just hand it over and all right, deuces. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how I would understand even uh, the kingdom aspect of that is being with him, walking alongside of him, walking along with him as we go through life would be, um, I mean, that, that is what kingdom is, is being in the presence of Jesus. I think, uh, and just going back to John 14, like, it is super simple because Jesus makes it that way. It's not necessarily easy, but it's simple. And the only thing Jesus asks you to do is to just follow. Right. And if you do that, then you'll experience some of those things he's talking about. And right. you'll experience that kingdom a little bit here, which propels you to keep going, run the race, as Paul says, and run it well, so that when you get to heaven, you'll know and you'll have those rewards and you'll you'll experience that blessing. And it doesn't have, I think we make it complex because it's our human nature to want to know. Yeah, I, we talked about that in the podcast. Like you know, you, yep. you just gotta know. You just have this yearning and burning desire to know, 
And Jesus makes it super simple and says, just stay close to me because I'm the way. Yep. And we don't like that answer because it requires faith, right? It requires mm-hmm. us to to hope to put our to put our weight on something that we can't control. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, because it, it, it really is simple. It, and the thing is, when people get involved, we always have a tendency to complicate things. Um, but I do think that she's absolutely right, though. Like, the full picture of the gospel, is it's a big picture because it, it encapsulates so much. Um, and I think to... Uh, strip away the the kingdom aspect of it or leave it out not necessarily strip it away but leave it out doesn't give a full picture of the gospel either so i think she's absolutely right well that she even said after that right after that question for me the knowledge of jesus's return in the kingdom age brought me close to god and i was thinking about why and it brings you close to god because i don't know about y'all but life is hard and life sucks if you don't have anything to hope in Mm -hmm. and when you realize like this is not my home and this is temporary right when you get terminal illnesses or when you lose loved ones you know like this is only temporary this is not this is not who i am and that takes all that burden away because it's not on you and i and audra can answer for herself but i know for me in answering that question that is what brought me closer to god knowing that i can put my security in him and it's not all on me to figure out how everything should go right and it shows that he's truly faithful too you know whenever he promised he's going to come back we can i mean we can bank on it and a lot of times you know people will use their circumstances to uh, say, well, this is why I don't believe in God because he did this to me or this is why I'm mad at God or whatever. And just like with Thomas, he probably, Thomas, he probably didn't answer Thomas's question the way Thomas wanted him to. Right. But if you have enough humility to ask Jesus why, or even be, courageous enough to follow Jesus into what he's asking you to, he, you will experience that what he has to offer is eternal and doesn't go away like right. things in this world. Yep. Well, I think when you, when you put your full trust into something or someone, <clears throat> you know, you, it's kind of like, um, you know, I, I don't know. A lot of things that I can relate to is, is learning something you know, new for the first time, like in the world of construction, you're, you're building something and you might not know exactly how to do it. Um, and you know, it may not be something that somebody can really explain to you how to do it. You just got to be shown. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes you just got to trust that person that knows and just follow, follow their lead and do exactly what they say, even though you may not understand why you're, you know, doing each individual little step just trusting that in the end, the result is going to be, you know, what it needs to be. Right. And then at, you know, then at the end you'd be like, Oh, now I know why we did all those steps in between. Whereas while you're going through them, like this seems like the dumbest thing to do. Like, why are we even doing this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure there's steps like that. And, you know, 
mechanics, working on cars and all kinds of things. Um, but we, it's cool because we've been talking the past couple Sundays. I've talked a lot about this kind of stuff. Like we, we went through Proverbs, um, you know, a couple Sundays back and it was talking about how, um, how, you know, in the end life is seemingly like a puff of smoke. Like, like it doesn't matter. It's, uh, um, I can't remember what word. Vapor, vanity. Va- yeah, Bobby was using the word vanity, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, vapor. Um, <clears throat> and the it seemed like the point in, in, in going through all the Proverbs is is that life is tough. There's a bunch of, you know, the old uh, Forrest Gump saying is that it happens. You know, like, so focusing on eternal things, focusing on eternity, the life after, since life here on earth has so many unknowns and uncertainties. If we focus on all of those things that we, in the end, we, uh, we don't have a lot of control over those things. Um, by focusing on eternity and, and, and our, you know, our, our eternal destination place, mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing where that is. And in Christ, we know that we have an eternal destination and, God's kingdom of what we're talking about, um, you know, that's cool. And then going into, um, we went through Isaiah this past week and started talking about judgment. Um, and you know, that's an important thing to talk about. And, and then Christian surfers, uh, last Monday, we talked about, um, we talked about a bunch of things, but one of the things was about judgment and about how, you know, God imprinted, um, you know, hit, the characteristics in his heart and you know he he imprinted those things into us and so we have like an inherent inerrant inerrant whatever you know word i'm trying trying to say uh we have a a nature to want to have justice you know like when 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 we feel like we've been wronged or someone else has been wronged you know we want justice you know that's why there's so many movies about redemption and you know john wick stories (laughs) you know that john wick is getting justice i'm not saying that that's the right (laughs) way to go about it but you know, we have this desire for justice and, uh, and part of the gospel is justice. Um, you know, and and part of the kingdom is justice. You know, we have the, the, the wonderful thing about the gospel is that in the end, uh, God has victory over, uh, over, over the wrong things in the world, the unrighteousness, the, all the bad things. And, you know, she said that, Audra said that it's hard to, you know, say sins because that can mean a whole bunch of different things. But all the wrongdoings that we feel and see in our in our world, um, you know, one day um, when Jesus comes back and God's kingdom comes down on earth, you know, the, the Bible talks about it being a second Jerusalem. Um, but when when God's kingdom comes down, it's uh, it's going to be perfect. You know, all right. that there that justice will be will be laid down. And, you know, it says there will be no more crying. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more injustice. Everything's going to be perfect. Like, like it was designed to be in the beginning with Adam and Eve. And, um, I think that's good news. You know, that's something that we can all get excited about is that, you know, one day we're going to be, we have the availability to go to a place through, you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. We can only get to this place through Jesus. Um, you know, so the good news is that we have the availability to be in a place where, justice will prevail and mm-hmm. and that it it's going to be an awesome place um absolutely it's everything you want like 
deep in your gut. I guess, you know, I that can be misconstrued for some right. people wanting some things deep in their gut, like a Philly cheesesteak, but <laughs> maybe there'll be endless all-you-can-eat Philly cheesesteak bar. But I don't know. I've been kind of craving some wings. Every, yeah. But yeah, everything that's everything that's biblically good and righteous, you know, right. like we've also, I've also been thinking a lot about, and we talked about a little bit in, 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 uh, in Bible study at, with Christian servers as well about, um, it, if we, if we, it can all be relative as far as, you know, what we think is good or bad or righteous or, you know, unrighteous, like unless we use God's word as that standard, um, you know, we can have our own pictures of, of heaven, um, Somebody said that there's a new, you probably know it, the country song that said something about, I guess a friend died and he was like, go give heaven some hell or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. That doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Some people, you know, some people have in their mind and you hear people all the time, you know, talking about, you know, hell's going to be an awesome party and, you know, we're just going to rage it, you know, all, all for eternity or, or even heaven, you know, heaven is, is whatever you want it to be. And right, it's not, we don't. We we don't make heaven like Jesus said. I go to prepare a place for you. We don't get to make our own heaven. God, God's the one that's making it. You know, we don't. If if our idea of heaven is is a twenty four seven, you know, kegerator party, kegerator, keg party. You know, I I don't know. Well, that would I I think people just don't want to <laughs> submit because that would just that would make you God if you get to decide what heaven's going to be and giving up control. Whether people realize it or not is is what I think a lot of people get hung up on. Yeah, and um, you should read Ecclesiastes. That's, that's a lot of mouth noises going on there for a second. <laughs> Who was that? I think it was me. Um, you got peanut butter stuck on the roof of your mouth. I'm thinking about a Philly cheesesteak bar. Oh, <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> And we talked about Ecclesiastes a little bit because we were reading through it last week or the week before. But just you know, it's it's all meaningless because it all goes away when you die. Mm-hmm. And I ain't never know anybody that ain't died, right? Well, and uh, I know of two, but they were in the Bible. Give them to me. Besides Jesus, well, he did die, but Elijah, sort of. Elijah. Elijah. He, got he walked out. with God and then no oh wait, no, that was the other guy. Um uh not Peleg. In Peleg's day the earth was divided. Whatever that means. Um Enoch. Enoch. He walked with God and was no more. There we go. That's the two. Elijah and Enoch. So if your name starts with E, you have a pretty fair chance of not dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only two people that haven't died. I don't know. That's probably not true. But yeah, Enoch and Elijah. Yeah. Yep. Elijah was caught up in a whirl in a whirlwind of fire. That had to have been really cool. Yeah. And he Elijah wasn't saw him. Wetting in Kansas anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I ain't ever know. I I haven't <laughs> ever known anybody not to leave this earth how about right. that i mean but that, and not to leave the earth through the uh death death yeah there's been a few people leave earth but we're getting in the weeds yeah uh, we got to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> get, getting back to alder's comment 
um, <laughs> something I think, you know, it's easy for us to talk about these things because we walked with God. Right. And know God. But for somebody that doesn't know God, which is part of her comment, like, I don't think a non-believer will understand biblical phrases like died for our sins. Um, How do you explain why you need Jesus? Why do do we need Satan? Why? What difference does Jesus make? I think... uh I think that guy, uh, Ray Comfort, does a pretty good job explaining mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, he does some cool, uh, he does YouTube videos. I can't remember the name of the ministry or whatever, but he goes around. He, I think he lives in California and I think mainly in, in like the Huntington Beach area. But he goes around and just talks to people and <clears throat> he'll, um, he explains it like, um, you know, the sin, the sin thing is, um, it's it's a wrongdoing, and and he equates it to, he talks about like a speeding ticket. You know, like if you get a speeding ticket, um, then you you have to present yourself in court, and there is a a fine that you have to pay. Like the mm-hmm. for justice to to be ensued or justice to be carried out, you have to pay that fine. And um and so he talks about the gospel of being you know you show up to court to to go and and pay your fine. And the judge says, you know, uh, don't worry, somebody has paid your fine, you're free to go, you know, without you having to, to pay the fine. And, you know, he says that's what Jesus does for us, that, you know, we, we, have, all, we have all fallen short and done things that are against, um, you know, God's will for our life, you know, the Ten Commandments, and then, you know, there's other commandments that go into, I think, a deeper explanation of those commandments. But... um you know, and, and the and the penalty for those, the the justice for those is is eternal separation from God. Um, you know, that's the quote unquote speeding ticket. And for us to be able to spend eternity in heaven, that fine has to be paid. And Jesus is the only one who can pay that fine. We can't pay it ourselves. Um, and and that and that that's simply what he did for us. Simple, right? It ain't easy, but it's simple. I, yeah, I think right. I think that's a pretty simple explanation. I've always I've always liked that. That that's the one he he tells people, and and they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but that would you know, in that explanation, it requires people to have some sort of moral value, right? So I know a lot of times in those videos, he leads into the Ten Commandments, or yeah. do you believe? good and bad or you know a lot of people will say you know that are that believe there is a god or believe that me being a good person will get me to heaven you know he always kind of leans into well let's go through the ten commandments yeah have you ever lied you know have you ever cheated have you ever stolen anything have you ever lusted after another person's wife or husband um and all those things. But, you know, then there's always some of those people that try to revert and say, well, what if I don't believe in good or bad? And another guy, I think is, he has a 
foreign name. I can't remember his name. John knows his name. I believe John's once showed him to me. He always comes back with like, there's a, there's apps. There's some things that are absolutely true. And when people try to take them away from you and say, you can't use them, that doesn't make it true. Like, the reason we keep going in a circle and back to the truth is because it's true. And for you to say that I can't use that is not true. Um, meaning, you know, like for somebody to, you know, for somebody just wanting to be contrary or just, you know, say, well, you know, I want to be right. You know, sometimes you'll talk to people and, and, and if you gave the analogy of the speeding ticket and you said, well, what if I don't believe in that there's judgment that needs to be just because there's, we have laws here in America. What, what if I don't believe in them? Yeah. And you say, okay, well try it and see what happens to you. (laughs) You know, you're going to end up in jail or dead. Yeah. And then if you don't believe and you end up dead, then, you know, it's going to be pretty hot. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a cool analogy one time um, about about this exact topic, and it was talking about, you know, somebody could could decide for themselves that they don't believe in something like gravity. And, you know, they say, well, I don't believe in gravity. I don't believe it exists. And so they could hold up their phone or they could, you know, stand at the top of a building and say, well, since I don't believe in gravity, I'm just going to, you know, walk off this edge of this building and just float away or I'm going to drop this and it's not going to fall to the ground. Well, just because you in your brain have decided that you don't believe in it, gravity still exists. Mm -hmm. And and there's nothing that you can you can say or do, you know, aside from some really cool science experiment to (laughs) to make gravity not take its effect. Um, And that's the same thing with God. Like you can have in your brain, you can make up in your mind that God doesn't exist and that, you know, Jesus isn't the way, the truth and the life. But the 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 hard truth is, is that everybody will have to be accountable one day mm. and whether or not you don't believe in, in this gravity, you know, once you step off the edge, you know, you're, you're going to be, um, flat. You're going to be submitted to that force. You know, we're all going to be submitted to the, to God's uh, judgment at the end. And only, only Jesus' blood is what's going to, going to save us from, you know, from eternal damnation. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, um, so the next thing she mentioned was uh, people need to know what they're saved from, what they're saved to, and why. I think we've covered the why, and I think what they're. I mean, I think we've covered all of them. But that would be, I guess, the challenge would be how you present all three of those as quickly as possible. Um, and I, I think. A, I think you can do it quickly, but you kind of have to know who you're talking to. Right. And a lot of times that's why, you know, we've, I've talked with you about this before, Jordan, like, like that's why it doesn't come across as well on Facebook or even text message because there's no face to face. It's not as personal. So you can, you know, kind of throw these bombs over your Facebook messenger wall and not really know or have a physical connection with a person. So doing it face to face makes it more personal and effective, just like any kind of communication. Right. Um, 
and not to use that as a crutch, but just, you know, it is more meaningful and impactful when somebody tells you something to your face other than on Facebook Messenger or text message or... Um, I think, you know, we've, we've spent some time on what you're being saved to and the hope and, and promise, but, you know, we, I don't think we've talked a whole, a little bit about what we're being saved from other than the, the side of, you know, uh, ourselves, but what else are we being saved from? Meaning, you know, I don't think people like to talk about hell a lot. Right. Because of the consequences. And I don't know, for me, like, I I think Jesus spoke as much, if not more, about hell than he did heaven when he was here ministering. Well, he would always, he would always mention it, you know, in, in the parables. And stuff, you know, there he he would have like a a twofold side of it, you know, and have the people that end up being saved, and then the people who end up, you know, uh, being thrown into the pit where there will be lots of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. That would be the picture of of uh, of hell. What do you think the gnashing of teeth looks know. looks like or means? It's gonna be people gnawing at each other like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably going to sound like that because it's going to be. I think, and it. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? But just a picture in my mind is like people thinking, you know, I can do what I want and I can be what I want, and then when they get there, they're going to be just gnashing and gnarling at each other mm-hmm. because they have figured out that they were wrong, right? Yeah. A lot of sighing, heavy sighing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Greek says, phrase "gnashing of teeth" literally means grinding one's teeth together. Ooh, so you have nubs after a little while. Yep. You be gumming everything. But, um, I mean, I think that yeah. So what? What makes heaven heaven? Because, okay, the reason I ask that is because uh, sometimes the best way to define something is to say what it's not. Heaven is, well, heaven is presence with God, right? And enjoying all the uh, all the gifts and joy that he um, has promised us. It's not just a place. Right. Uh, so what then is hell? It's 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 uh, eternal separation from perfect goodness and perfect everything. It's it's the it's the exact opposite of of uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, there's there's no justice. There's no joy. There's no uh, just weightlessness from burden. I mean, it, it's there's ultimate burden. It's funny how God like uses things, but like it takes a lot more energy to be angry and mad and wrathful than it does to be joyful and peaceful and kind and the, the fruits of the spirit. 
Right. And no matter how hard people try to fight against it, it it takes a lot more energy to be mad than it does to be joyful. Absolutely. So just a couple little uh, descriptions of it um, coming out of the different Gospels, which would have been um, explanations that Jesus would have given to it would be like eternal darkness, eternal flames, eternal burning, eternal torment, everlasting punishment. Those are just a couple of what the picture of hell yeah. would be. It's it's not it's not timeout. It's not a party. Right. It's not timeout. It's not a party. It yeah. is And so I don't we normally don't talk about the people don't like talking about things that are heavy or that have that kind of weight. You don't like talking about you're gonna be eternal a punishment. Who likes to be punished? Right. You know, and I think that's why we kind of shy away from them because of how it makes us feel. Right. And uh, sometimes you need to feel the weight of that. I'm not, you know, everybody, I think we brought it up a little bit in the gospel conversation. Um, you know, you don't want to scare the hell out of people, but I don't, it's not. I don't think it's necessarily wrong or bad to let people know what it's going to be. And it should scare you. Like right. It should put some some weight on you to think about, you know. Yeah, there's got to be, it. if there wasn't a consequence to it, you know, then, then what would be the point? You know, kind of like a no littering sign. You see, if you just had a sign that said no littering, like, okay, no littering, big deal. But it says no littering, hundred or one thousand dollar fine. You'd be like, shoot, thousand dollars. Okay, <laughs> I won't pick up other people's trash. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna litter now. Right. You know. So, yeah, I I think there is, you know, um, conveying what the consequence is of living a life without Jesus is important. Um, right. That you can't you can't uh, convey the gospel properly without. The seriousness without without that aspect of it, um, you know, because otherwise, otherwise, then you're like, well, okay, well, I don't have Jesus, and my life seems pretty good, you know, like I've got a good job, and you know, I've got a, a family and lots of toys, and you know, boats, and you know, whatever. Like I, I'm doing good without Jesus. Well, I think those are sometimes the hardest people to reach because they haven't had. Because there are some people that haven't had a traumatic experience or had, you know, some people that kind of just float through life and and mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of yeah. blase, blase, you know, just. And those people, to me, are the hardest to have the conversation with because they're like, well, you know, I live a pretty good life. I do good things. Life's pretty good. Yeah. I think when I die, I'm just going to die and. I'll be good. Yep. There's no point in me thinking about what happens after because I have it pretty good here. Yeah. Yeah, you could say like, you know, for me, Audra said that her, one of the things that brought her close to God was thinking about God's kingdom and Jesus' return. You know, the thing that brought me closer to God was was, uh, finding a sense of purpose, you know, here on earth. You know, why am I here? Um, You know, some people that have 
that have that think that they found their purpose on earth without God, you know, through their career or whatever. Um, you know, you can, you can get confused by any of those things. Um, you know, somebody that believes in a different eternal destination be like, well, I believe that I'm going to do this or this or, you know, I'm so it's hard. It's a, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough thing to get people to, to wrap their brains around if, if they, if they're, you know, headset on something else, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's why Paul, you know, says there's joy in suffering because, a lot of times, you know, lately when I pray for people, I'll I'll say, you know, I pray you have an experience with God because there's nothing I can say. How many times have you ever changed what you believe in because of what somebody else said? I can't I can't think of any time right. I've changed because of listening to a debate or somebody's, you know. Yeah. It, it, it really only comes from experiencing it for yourself. Yep. And so wishing or trying to pray away what maybe God is doing to try to get that person to that point to me is a bad thing, you know, is Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, I've had I've had friends that um well not really friends, but just people that I met, you know, along the way that have thanked God for, you know, crazy things like and, and their their spouse, you know, cheating on them and stuff like that, because that's what brought them close to God. You know, they were living a life, you know, n- not with God at all, and and then they went through that hard time, and it brought them to God. And it's like, man, I I'm thankful for that. It was terrible, but I'm thankful for that. A lot of times we put we limit God by our time and think, well, this person's lived a good life, and and what if God is like getting that person to the point of whenever they retire from their career and realize that wasn't what fulfilled them. Mm. And then they start feeling hopeless and, you know, submit. Yeah. Um, but we put a, you know, time constraints on us. I don't think God necessarily cares if it takes 40 years or 60 years for a person to come to that realization because right. God is personal and intimate, and and God's not limited by our timeline of, of this life. Right. Yeah. And we compare, you know, well, that goes back to the parable of the, you know, people working mm. uh, in the field, and some work certain amount of hours and some work certain amount some of dude hours. only worked like five minutes <laughs> yeah and that guy got paid the same as the guy that was yeah. there first thing in the morning and i'd I, be a little ticked off so you know our human mean? nature is like well god i've been following you my whole life and you <laughs> this guy's yep but god's not looking at his house just, is as big as mine what in the world <laughs> god's not looking at just this right time in our life yep Yep, he says better late than never. I reckon. <laughs> because that points back to it's not anything we do that saves us. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people take that, which is unfortunate. A lot of people take that and say, well, then, you know, if I'm saved, I'll kind of do what I want to do now. And that ain't what Jesus said to Thomas. Right. He said, follow me, you know. Right. So if you follow him, then things are going to change. Yep. 
yeah there's all there's all kinds of interesting stuff that um you know that uh that follow that that talk about following um you know if you love me you will keep my commands this is in john 14 as well if you love me you will keep my commands and i will ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever he is the spirit of truth the world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him but you do know him because he remains with you and and will be in you um but yeah it talks about it goes on and talks many times about you know if you love jesus then you will you know obey his commands and and do what he says you know instead of just this all right god i i trust you with my life and then you don't follow him you know you just kind of do your own deal um so yep so well, Audra, i hope we answered at least some of that question i think i feel like we did yeah um if there is one thing that I could recommend for people to do would be to go out and buy the book Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. John Bunyan? John Bunyan. Yep. That's an unfortunate last name. Yep. Uh, he, he Wait. Yes. Was it Paul Bunyan? <laughs> no. No, I know, huh? but John Bunyan makes me think about Paul. Was Paul oh. Bunyan the big strong guy? The big yeah, with the big blue ox. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it he, always throws me off. I was about to say, Paul Bunyan wrote that book? <laughs> he chopped down trees, man. Uh, he, But he got beat by that machine. Y'all remember that cartoon? No. You're not. You, yeah, that was before. When they're doing time. the railroad and he's doing the railroad. <laughs> he's got that double side. He's got that double-edged axe yeah. and he's plowing through the field. And then there's a guy that created this machine that cuts down trees. And so Paul Bunyan had a competition of chopping down trees with this big fancy machine that some guy made. You ever saw that? I have never seen it. This poor Paul, Paul Bunyan didn't stand. I mean, you don't stand a chance against somebody. John Bunyan would, though. John Bunyan. Yeah. I didn't think about Paul Bunyan. I just thought about a big foot thing. Big Bunyan. <laughs> big Bunyan. <laughs> but yeah, go. Sorry. Go get, sorry, uh, John Bunyan. <laughs> I'm sure your book's amazing. It, it really is. Because what it does is uh, the very beginning of the book starts out with this guy named Christian. Um, I mean, it's all allegorical. Um, does he have a buddy named Atheist? Not atheist, but he does have a lot of. Uh, he meets a lot of people and has friends along the way who have uh, names like Timid and. Oh. Yeah. And if you're not a big reader, I think on Amazon Prime, Pilgrim's Progress mm-hmm. is free. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a it's a really good book, but I feel like it kind of explains the gospel in a. In long format, but it would give you a way to, like, if you could condense the whole story of Pilgrim's Progress, it would give you a five-minute explanation of the gospel. Because um, that's kind of how he, how Christian worded it in Pilgrim's Progress, is he had a burden that no one could get help him get rid of. He couldn't get rid of it by himself or with anyone's help. It was burden in the name of a friend that he just didn't like and <laughs> wanted to go away. No, oh no, it wasn't. But yeah, it, it's a it's a really cool book. Um, yeah, so go check that out. But Pilgrim's Progress, Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. But uh, well, guys, what do y'all think? Y'all think we've 
answered it fairly well. Audra, let us know um, if there's anything we left undone. Um, but thank you so much. Seriously. First comment ever. What does she win, Jordan? A brand new car. All right. Just kidding. If we had one, Audra, we'd give it to you. Yeah, if we had a, a plethora of brand new cars to give away, we would give you one. Yeah. So, we'll figure out something, though. But, <laughs> as we get ready to go ahead and close on out, let this be a standard by which we live now, that we we love getting uh, your mail not your we emails emails not your mail we don't like your mail keep your bills That's please a federal offense it is <laughs> yeah Kyle we don't go around stealing people's mail not anymore you used to steal anyway, people's mail <laughs> <laughs> you know it's actually illegal to go and even place mail in people's mailboxes really yeah so all those all those realtors that go around and put stuff in my mailbox they can't put it in your mailbox. They can put it on your mailbox, oh. but they can't put it in. So I used to deliver birthday cards and stuff like that or invites. Illegal. It's illegal. So only the mailman has the authority to stick his hand inside your mailbox? That is it. Yeah. There you go. Learn something new every day. Yep. Anyway, sorry. Uh, that was a rabbit trail. WTP. WTP. You know it. GatheringSurfCity.com slash WTP. Please go and leave us another message. Um, Audra, we'll hand you your keys to your new car uh, whenever we find one. Um, but seriously, thank you, though, for reaching out. Uh, thank you for your question. It was a really good one. And um, I was excited that we got to talk about the gospel again because uh, I don't think that's something that we can talk about enough. Um, so, anyways, again... Reach out to us at gatheringsurfcity.com slash WTP if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, uh, or anything else that you want to just talk about. Just don't leave it in our mailbox. Put a stamp on it. Later, guys. <laughs> a brand new car!